Welcome to the LifeBox Media Channel live today. Today we're fortunate enough to have a special guest, actor, businessman, I mean company man, Mr. Christopher Knight. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well, thank you. Had a little technical you difficulty doing? there. I apologize for that, my friend. How you doing? Today? Happy holidays to you. Well, thank you. Yeah, the holidays have uh, spun right, right up now. Uh, they're um, they're run me over. <laughs> Are you ready for it, my friend? You have been traveling I, everywhere. I mean, your turnaround time in the last week, what do you have, about 6,000 miles on your card now? <laughs> no, actually, uh, I think we've got <laughs> a million miles. No. <laughs> I understand that. Um, I haven't talked to you since I think the dinner show is the last time I talked to you a couple of years ago. That's right. That is them. And, That's uh, that was a great show, man. I wish I would have taken off. Oh, uh, well, I I, I still think they're 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 working on getting dates uh, at theaters uh, where it's appropriate around the country, and I understand they're having some success. But the lead times on those things are a little bit uh, long, so it's understandable that they're uh, still putting it together. Absolutely, congratulations on your success. I mean, of course, all the time. But I mean, recently you've been on everything. I mean, HDTV with a huge show. I mean, the doctors with. Uh, with the, with the True Love film. I mean, Good Morning America, you guys have been on everything. Yeah, it's been a, it, you know, I've had a serendipitous life. <laughs> um, so just a little bit about, just a little bit of nostalgia jump back here on the Lifebox Media Channel here. I mean, um, since it's a holiday time, could you give us like one or two little special bits about maybe the Brady Bunch part of this, that there's have a Christmas time memory? Uh outside of the fact that a Brady Christmas is about as perfect as they come. And in looking back on it, um, how ironic it is that uh, a, a man of, of Hebrew faith would grow the best Christmas I can remember. Right. Frankly, better than my own family. That's a great point. I don't think I've ever looked at it that way, but that's Sherwin Schwartz putting it together and making it just a sensational all-American Christmas. Yeah, interesting, huh? But uh, it was it was a fabulous time. I mean, the, the Brady's and Christmas go together like you know, like I don't know, uh, white <laughs> rice. I don't know. It's Right. Yeah, no, exa exactly. It's funny. Somebody just asked me the other day of Thanksgiving, Christmases, and I was looking at classics, what ones you remember from TV, and it'd be the Brady Bunch, the Waltons. Those were the two that kind of were really stood out of everything in a time of when I was growing up, and I'm just a couple years younger than you are. Well, it makes sense, too. I mean, Christmas is about family. It's about togetherness. It's about connecting and appreciating. And our show was really about that the entire time. So it didn't take Christmas to celebrate that or to acknowledge that right. or to play that. But insofar as that Christmas is that time of year when if there's a, if there's a period uh, in the year where maybe a generous spirit is uh, more prevalent, it's around Christmas. Um, and uh, it's wonderful that we have Christmas to bring that out of all of us. Just wish it was um, a Christmas or the spirit of Christmas lasted longer. But the Brady's and the Waltons, they, 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 they celebrated that in the very fabric of, of the television show. And then in doing the recent Christmas special for our HGTV show, it dawned on me that how well Christmas and the Brady's go together and that we only did one Christmas episode in 
in the five years that we did the original run of the show, there was only one Christmas episode. We did do a movie of the week that was around Christmas. Right. And, and I can only surmise the reason why, since they went so well together, you would think every year we have new shows coming on the air when we were on the air in the early 70s. They were around Christmas. They could have made five different Christmas episodes, but didn't. And it must have been because they were difficult episodes to uh, to shoot and to get done on time. Because there's a part of those shows that are going to be around a dinner table, and anything around the dinner table took forever right. to shoot. <laughs> yeah, it must have been a consideration. I never thought about that. I mean, geez, you could probably ask me almost any episode that I haven't seen a hundred times like everyone else. And I never realized that, you know, that, that there was only one episode during the five years you guys shot. Yeah. One Christmas episode. Yeah. It's a, uh, it would have looking back on it. And so far as they, they oh, so well together that we should have done more Christmas episodes. Yeah, I mean, well, I guess, but hey, look, you know what? That's why now everybody's going to remember that one episode of Standing Out. That's why I guess everybody thinks there's more. Yeah, and, and 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 the HTTV show, man, I mean, that has just exploded. I mean, seeing you guys on everything. I mean, you were you were in Nashville during the summertime. I mean, I missed you by a couple hours because uh, I was there. Were you there? Yeah, I, I was, and I wasn't. By the time I text you, I text Kara, actually, and, and by the time I, you, you guys were already gone, and we just missed, and then it rained. And so I missed you guys by just a little bit uh, on that. Yeah. But that was insane. You guys had a line around the block. They, you know, HGTV does it well. And they um, they certainly promoted the heck out of our show and, and used it um, well for their network. Uh, and hopefully, you know, there will be other things to do with the network and we'll continue this run. They're, they're a, a wonderful organization to, uh, to have worked for. Um, they have the right temperament and spirit to handle something like Brady. Um, and uh, it was uh, it was a joy to be uh, you know on their lineup and and uh, part of their stable uh, this past year. And congratulations! I mean the house looks great, and I know you guys all put a hand into it, and I think that was really cool. And I love I just looked at the pictures of you guys doing the Christmas stockings, and I thought that was really cool too. <laughs> yeah, uh, the whole thing was very creative. I mean, uh, you know the. Making pin men out of the out of shutters and you know placing them in your front yard. It was very creative. You know, there's a lot of things that uh, someone can take from that show and and do for themselves at home around Christmas. I know everybody's asking this, and I'll make this part short. But well, looking at looking at the house now, and is it is it every which way you pictured it? Um, to you know, obviously the set and growing up, and now. I never pictured a house for real that was a Brady house. Understand that we we worked in a set, right. and it was never as a set really completely put together. There, there was a large contiguous uh, set that comprised the living room, uh, the kitchen, the family room, and then on the back side of the living room, Mike's uh, den. Um, but the you know upstairs was uh, was a number of sets uh, of the bedrooms that were. And another part of the soundstage, it was um, it was a set. It, you know, most rooms didn't have a fourth wall. Right. Um, the fact that you could turn a house into the Brady house, and actually the very house that they depicted the Brady's living in from the stock shot, uh, rather lucky and rather remarkable. Because, uh, um, yeah, no, and now being in it, though, I mean, to the degree that we created our set, 
um, and the Brady home, it's remarkable. It's, it's assumed as soon as being in there that we're back in the same place we were when we were. But it's not. It's it's a recreation of the set that we were in. And it, even for us, it's hard. Um, it's easy to forget that. Very easy. Right. You, you're, you, you've done what every one of us at home have thought about what it looked like as a kid you actually now have, which you guys didn't have. Yeah, we took we took what was fantasy and made it reality. At the beginning of the show, it was really sort of like, huh, why is everybody assuming that this is a house that we knew anything about? We had no idea that our audience had kind of taken to that house and used it sort of as, well, I mean, it represented itself as the Brady house, but lost track over time of the fact that we never lived there, never worked there. It wasn't something, frankly, that any of us, the meaning the six of us kids, even thought to ask uh, the location on. I didn't know where it was until 98 or so. And as I understand it, that's the case with Barry and Mike and, and, and Maureen. Nobody really cared where that house was because we knew we didn't work there and it, and it didn't really play into our lives. The first time we saw that house was the first time that we sat down on a Friday night and watched uh, the, the first season of The Brady Bunch. And all of a sudden there's this house, you know, that shows up that, you know, this is the outside of the place that you that supposedly you live in. It's like, oh, that's our house from the outside. Um, we're being introduced to it at, at, you know, at the same time our audience is. But we knew that we never lived there. We didn't really care what it looked like because it served the purpose of just being a stock shot. So when HGTV pulls us all together, makes a makes a show surrounding this house, opening that front door, it's, you know, certainly it's not a shock that it's not the house. Maybe more so for the audience who thought we worked there but that it couldn't be because, you know, ours was a set and it wasn't here. And so there was a sort of a kind of a, I don't know, a subliminal superiority to the fact that this can't be our house. This is just a photograph. It's not our house on the inside. Um, And then we turn it into the house and now it's even, it's superior to the set because it's a real Brady functioning house. Yeah, Um, it's crazy. I didn't know, I didn't know that, you know, and, 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 you know, talking to Susan and, and talking to Barry, even and, and yourself, I didn't even know that you guys didn't know until you know the '90s or newer. Because some of the cast were like newer, saying, "Wow, you know, actually going by the house or looking at the house, and you know, get that curiosity to, oh, by the way, did you know there's your house right there?" And you, I forget who told me that they were driving by and say somebody said there, one of the cast said, "That's the your house right there." You're not looking at it. They were they were surprised. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not a destination for us because we know that. It's the wrong destination for our memories. Our our memories and our destination would be going back to the Paramount lot where there's no set, but that would be what we're looking for. Um, we knew that we couldn't scratch that itch by going by a house that we had nothing to do with. But as tangential as it was, um, you know, to all of us, it was important to an audience who it became the representation of Brady. Uh, four. And so, uh, it, you know, in that you could drive by it and you could see it and you saw it on television, it sort of became the Brady, you know, Brady. And now truly, truly is on the inside as well. Yeah, well, exactly. My 10-year-old granddaughter watched a video of all the 60s, 70s, and 80s music of things on YouTube, and she's watching through it. She's like, well, I'm not going to know any of these. And she's going through them, and they turn around, and the Brady Bunch hit. And she says, that's the Brady Bunch, Grandpa. 
And I was like, you know what, you know, and it's funny because I had talked to, to Jerry Richel uh, not long after that, you know, the fake Jen, you know, and I had told her that. And she sat there and she laughed. She says, your 10-year-old granddaughter is knowing the Brady Bunch. And it was like, and that's so cool that, you know, look at all the generations that know who you are. Oh, yeah, but, you know, that started happening so on the heels of, of the show being canceled. I mean, it's 10 years later. We're into a new generation that continued to watch it. I mean, we have we have more fans alive today that don't remember the show from primetime than we have those that remember it from primetime. Uh, the primetime years were only five years. Right. The years on syndication, well, really existed from, like, it started in syndication, I think it's 73 or 74. So syndication, for a lot of people, it's been, you know, 40 years long. So that's where most of the audience remembers the show from. It's sort of like me watching watching um, Rifleman, you know? Right. I never watched Rifleman uh, when it was on prime time. Right. Me but I did. It was, it was a show I always watched, and I always caught it in the afternoon. So for me, it was a show, um, knowing what I know about the entertainment industry, I look back on it and realize, well, that must have been a show, too, that was made and was run in the evening hours sometime in the 60s or you know, late 50s. Um, but I didn't see it that way when I was watching it as an eight-year-old. It was just a, it was a television show that was on at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So. And a cool show at that. <laughs> you know, tell us a little bit about your uh, new company, my friend. Uh, was it Former, former Prodigy, Prodigy Media? Former Prodigy Media is a production company. Actually, I partnered with a, a dear friend who himself is a producer. He's an Emmy-nominated uh, producer. Um, we, you know, very close friend, somebody I trust uh, implicitly. And you know, it wasn't that long ago, a number of months ago. I was wondering. You know, I've, I've got myself involved in a number of different businesses, but I never have found myself endeavoring as a producer. And I've, I'm asked that question quite a bit. You know. I'm, I mean, I never became a producer, and I really don't have, I didn't have a good answer for it. I figured, well, you know, as everything else in my life has transpired, you know, if it was to come together again, it would be, it would be serendipity that brought it together. And lo and behold, that would happen. Um, a number of months ago, the opportunity presented itself uh, with Phil Viardo presenting me with a concept of being partners in a production company. Um, and um, it was the right time. And I said yes, and now... You know, he came to um, uh, to the company with a number of concepts. One of them is the first project for the company that we're doing, which is a, a documentary on the life of this incredible um, adolescent, uh, Allie Trulove, who, uh, you know, lives life with a uh, chromosomal condition um, called Williams Syndrome. And uh, one of the interesting uh, hallmarks of uh, of that condition is, is that these individuals with unique personality traits, and in her case, it's this incredible capacity for love and acceptance that's really infectious. Uh, and it's, you know, frankly, I think you know she's she's a wonderful example for all of us to uh, right. uh, to be to be led by. I mean, she's a person who who uh, loves people and trusts people, and you can't help but to be changed after uh, meeting her and um, 
and seeing how she interacts with people. There's something to be learned there. So this this is a documentary. We're just beginning, actually, the, the front end of the documentary. Uh, we haven't finished it yet. It's not out yet. But it's a story following her as she meets other individuals with Williams Syndrome. Um, as we you know, get to know um, how their personality is also affected by this um, this disorder, and and we grow, you know, uh, with Callie along the way, uh, and bring and we bring attention to Williams syndrome along the way, and uh, this remarkable life, and hopefully we'll all be affected in a positive way by by it. And it's a it's a feel good story. Um, I and what, uh, man, you, excuse me, I don't mean to. Interrupt I watch. I've watched her videos. I've become a fan of hers. Um, we, we we had posted as soon as you had it up online. We had posted it on the Lifebox Media channel right away because I watched it and I was like, and she is infectious. And then I saw you on the doctors not too long ago, and 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 it was it was fantastic. But I mean, it was just watching her videos and watching her on the red carpet, even when she's interviewing other people. I mean, she is just such such. I mean, that mood is. Uh, is is amazing that you know, and I'm a pretty uppity guy most of the time, and I was like, wow, this young lady just carries herself where how everybody should. Yeah, you know, we're we're, we're a lot of us are just too busy to slow down enough to uh, recognize just how divorced we are from humanity. Uh, but she she uh, brings that clearly into focus and makes it important again for all of us to focus on uh, our own sense of humanity so absolutely um when do we have an approximate time christopher that this will be out do you have any idea it, it'll, be, it'll be um well we're aiming for maybe end of summer of next year's when we're hopeful that uh, we'll have it um done and and uh, in some form of release that hasn't all been figured out yet but along the way um you know we're we're wanting to bring the attention to the story as it unfolds through social media and so uh, anybody out there listening could can go to truelovethefilm.com uh, for more information um, on our social media platform to bring awareness to Williams Syndrome and and to the movie and and where we're at with it. So. And uh, are, are you also looking at partnerships in that, Christopher, for this or? On True Love the Film, well, we, uh, you know, uh, we at one time were, but I think we're just going to go forward with it. But we're looking for people to donate um, to Williams Syndrome. To uh, you know, we have we'll have some merchandise up and so forth. And um, you know, I, I don't think at this point we're looking for donations for the film directly, but but for the cause. We did. We did at one time think about going uh, going on that route, but um, I think we have uh, elected not to. Uh, to actually raise money for the film, we have we have the ability to move forward with it without doing that. So that's fantastic. Yeah, I just I wasn't sure, my friend. I I had not asked you off air, so didn't mean to put you on the spot. I just just figured I'd ask you right out. I mean, because I know yeah. it's a great cause, it's a great thing, and uh, I, I I hope you'll come back on to promote it when it's out because we would love to have. Oh yeah, to promote it, my friend. I mean, no doubt about that. Um, what else do you have going on? Not that you're not busy. I, you know, uh, I still have my brand. My, my brand just keeps growing. The Christopher Knight Brands, which is Christopher Knight Home Furniture. Christopher Knight Collection is a, is a, uh, a new brand that uh, we introduced last year uh, or earlier this year. And we have a number of uh, new products then coming under Christopher Knight Collection, which is a more of a, a um, design-forward line of, uh, of products for home 
uh, top of bed, top of table. Um, you know, perhaps in the uh, in the future we'll even you know get in in the in the pet arena. I'm looking at some uh, maybe some clothing. I'm just expanding it. Uh, well, tell us a little bit about your style of furniture, my friend. Get it out there. Well, I mean, Chris Mack Home is available online only. It's it's a Chris uh, Mack Collection. Hopefully, will be a uh, a growing brand that might be found in uh, in retail. But at this point, we're Amazon, Overstock.com, and Target.com, and um, it's just it's an emporium of furniture of of, of, of sharply priced uh, functional furniture um, that that matches the design ethic of like to anybody. It fit anywhere, uh, but very efficiently uh, uh, priced, uh, aggressively priced, so you get a lot of bang for your buck for the furniture. Well, a, lot, a lot of people need a lot of bang for their buck today. I mean, money's tight, so, you know, something that has good quality and uh, and looks nice, too, and is good priced, I mean, that, that that's a home run right there when you can find it. This is, this is the reason. Furniture is, uh, is a lot cheaper than it used to be on a, per, uh, you know, on a uh, spendable income a percentage of spendable income, uh, and uh, we we have we have it by the truckload. That's fantastic. Um, do you have uh, you also have something to do with pets, don't you? I have pets. I thought I thought you were um, I thought something was in you guys. I know you have pets, but I thought you were looking at some type of foundation or something like that. That must have been a mistake of mine. Uh, apologize for that. I seen something online and I thought it was somebody made a comment about it. But anyway, um, but no. Well, here's the here's the great thing is I mean, with everything going along here, what are you looking at your projection of uh, of 2020 being for Christopher Knight? My projection for Christopher Knight in the next year. Yes. Continue following the flow. Uh, yeah, I obviously, uh, continue growing the brand and uh, and and being more involved with uh, the former prodigy and and uh, looking uh, forward to uh, hopefully having more productions, uh, you know, in the pipeline. That that's excellent. Are you, do you have more things coming up with HGTV at all? Uh, we're in discussions, but nothing concrete at this moment. We'll we'll see. We'll see what fits. Um, I, I think that uh, you know my my value to the network is beyond just HGTV. Though I have you know I mean I, I love uh, cooking and food and, and and they have all the channels that that <laughs> I think I uh, I might be appropriate for. So well, you know there's all kinds of opportunity. Let's see where it lands. You have you have Christopher Knight doing about five different things on five different channels. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, I mean it'll land one way one, and there'd be no room for. <laughs> or more, but uh, we'll see. I, you know, as I like to say, when you're in front of the camera, you don't scale well. But when you're behind the camera, you can scale indefinitely. What I mean by that is, you, you, when you're in front of the camera, you're 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 literally limited to one show at a time. Right. Uh, behind the camera, you, you're not limited to one at all. You can do many. How do you like the fact of being on the other side of the camera? I mean, like you know, so many years of being an actor. And everything else, and like you said, you didn't look at it that way. How do you like being on the other side? You know, I left the industry for 20 years and was in high tech, which was all behind the camera. Right. Uh, I kind of like the behind the camera. Uh, well, let's just say I like it equally well. I mean, it, it satisfies a whole other uh, part of me, um, and it doesn't come with, with a whole lot of, uh, well, there could be benefits, but there's, you know, along with the benefits of being, well-known or 
being recognizable, uh, becomes an intrusion to your life and your privacy. Um, and uh, that's not all, you know, wonderful. So right. uh, behind the camera doesn't come with any of that complication. Uh, and I like that. And, 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 and because you're behind the camera, uh, you have a lot more latitude than, than you do when you're in front of it. Well, I'll tell you what, as far as the fact of, you know, and I, and I know obviously intrusion can be a big deal, but, but there's, you know, and, and I, as many years as I've been around Hollywood, you are one of the nicest guys to your fans that, that I know. And I, I'll say that not just knowing you, that's, that's a fact. I've seen you be very gracious to your fans and, and, you know, out and about and everything else. And that's really cool. And it's great to see. And being so well-known, people seem like they, you know, they just feel like they know you because you've been on TV for so long. And like you said, even with a 20-year break, off of TV, you know, actively, live, time-wise, not, you know, Brady Bunch-wise. I mean, for people to recognize you, see you, and, you know, uh, it, it's funny. I used to joke about the uh, applesauce deal, and I said to her, I said, you know what? I said, I bet you Christopher can't stand that by now, you know? <laughs> and Pork Chops, the applesauce deal, and I said, I bet you it drives him crazy. But, and it's funny, it's, and, it's, and it's, it's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something. It's, somebody made a comment to me one time not too long ago, you know, and outside of, my show, I'm a doctor of natural medicine, and there's an episode that you have on there uh, where you thought you were going to die. Do you know what episode I'm talking about? No, I mean, you read it in the book. Remember, you read it in the medical book, and you thought you, you were going to give everything away. I don't remember that. What episode was this? Okay. okay, there's a book, and you have this medical book, and you think you, you and and it's in, it's an episode where um, you're you're reading and you're reading this medical book, and you're and you figure it out, and you think that all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, my my days like I don't remember the name of the episode, but um, you, you're reading it, and you think you have something that's going to cause, and then you you're going to give away your bike and everything, and um, uh, uh, I better then you look at the then you look at the next page, and, and it's like towards the end of the episode, and you realize, oh, no, it was just part of this. And I have to go back and look at the episode, but it's like people that sit there and say it, and somebody actually sit there and say, hey, look, that's like the, you know, if they read half of something, and then they go back and read it. And I'm trying to think of what year it is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look that up, and I'll text you it to what it was. But it was, I think it was like your third year or something like that, that it was. But it was, um, all of a sudden, and that's, so, so somebody, it was nicknamed the Peter Brady Syndrome. All of a sudden, as they sit there and said, oh, my gosh, you read part of something, and you think that's going to happen, and then you find out at the end of it, it was, and now, now I stumped you. So, I mean, and I'm, try, I'm trying to think, like I said, it was like, it was a medical book. It was an episode that you had the medical book, and you were reading the medical book, and you thought you had all these symptoms. Interesting. I don't know why I can't remember that. I'm, 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 I'm going to find my friend. You find out. Let me know. You know <laughs> uh, uh, it sounds like a plausible Brady plot, so... Why I don't recall is, uh, is beyond me. I thought uh, nobody's reminded me of that in years. So uh, a career achievement is called. It was, uh, it's the two Brady kids. Peter uh, flirt with uh, ex career exploration. It turns out that you're interested in being an architect, and then uh, it's, it says the episode's career fever, I guess. And uh, and uh, 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 it says uh, where is it? Where is it? You're showing me out here. Um, I'm, I'm, Third year. I'm, I'm looking. Uh, what year is that? Um, let's see here. It says. Uh, you thought you had a dreaded disease. He thinks he's dying of a dread disease and thinks he may have some symptoms he read about. He has a skin rash and other symptoms. Noticing two pages in a book are stuck together. Mike and Carol out, uh, point out to Peter that he melodramatically uh, announces his illness. 
And uh, I'm looking for the year, uh, season it is. It's called Career Fever. Oh, it's uh, season four, episode nine. Season four. Ah. <laughs> Didn't realize Peter was such a hypochondriac, but I guess maybe he had a little bit of that in him. Drama. I'm sorry, Christopher. I didn't mean you to stump you on that like that, buddy. I apologize, my friend. <laughs> Listen, Brady, Brady, Brady trivia will stump me. You know, but um, it's the jokes of being a doctor of natural medicine outside of it. I've had clients come to me and sit there and say, look, this is going on. I said, yeah, but you didn't read the rest of this. And so I jokingly nicknamed it the Peter Brady syndrome after, after that episode. And so I've, I, and I've known you for a while. I've never had a chance to tell you that. <laughs> I'm going to have to use that now. It's sort of like the Peter's version of George Glass. <laughs> okay, right, 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 exactly. So, I mean, I can't believe I actually got you in that. I apologize, man. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. And Thank you thank you to my wonderful assistant for coming and bailing me out on that and really being completely ridiculous with you. <laughs> I look, you know, I'm, I'm happy. Uh, I'm not embarrassed. I'm happy to learn, even stuff I should have ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, my friend, where can everybody find you on social media? Uh, you can uh, just, uh, it's uh, at the... Uh, TheRealChristopherKnight.com. And, you know, I'll tell you what, anything you have coming up, Christopher, please, you text me, you call me. I appreciate uh, Carl setting this up and everything else with it. I appreciate you coming on. I thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. And, uh, you know, everybody, you guys check out when it comes out. You know, you check out True Love. Uh, the, Kelly, is it the True Love film, is it called? True Love the Film. True Love the Film. You guys check it out. Check out ChristopherKnight.com. You follow him at. Check out former Prodigy Media. I mean, uh, one of the nicest guys in Hollywood and, and the hardest guys you couldn't ask for more from. I really, really appreciate this. Again, man, you coming on and taking the time. Well, you're very, very welcome. Uh, it's been a pleasure, and I'll be back on uh, when, we, uh, when we're releasing the film. How's that sound? That sounds fantastic. Lifebox Beach out here with Christopher Knight. You guys check him out everywhere. Thank you. You have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, Christopher. Uh, Merry Christmas, sir. Thank you. Thank you.